So was she running from somebody in June? He's like, she's fine. She's fine. That's what he tells me. Where is she? Why did she cut that out? Did she cut that out to show somebody? Did she cut it out because she didn't want someone to see him? Why, why did she cut out best guy's picture? Vigils in the Dark is a true crime investigative podcast. Find us on The Usual Suspect and visit our website at vigilsinthedark.com. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. I think it's recording. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's recording. Okay. I'm Marnie Vinge and this is Eerie Oki. And I'm here tonight through the magic of technology with Jay Sheldon. And Jay is, Hello. he is our very own like six degrees of Joe Exotic guest. Because I mentioned this like on the Joe Exotic episodes, but um, Jay, do you want to tell the story about when you almost went and worked there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was like, 12 years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. But I was, I think I was still in college and I used to get on Craigslist and look in the film and TV sections to see if there were any like gigs that I could get. And he used to post them there all the time looking for somebody that would come and live on the park and <laughs> produce some sort of TV show, just film his life. Basically what you saw in the show. Yeah. He was looking for somebody that would do that. He'd give you a bed, and you'd get, I think, $200 a week. Wow. So I didn't know what the park looked like at that time. I just thought, well, that would be interesting. Yeah. You know, get paid, room and board, and I'll get to film this crazy guy. Right. But I, you know, used my better judgment, and I did not ever reply to that ad, but I remember seeing it on there all the time. I oh, thought my gosh. It sounded interesting. You know and what? Now I'm mad at myself. So you know I what? I bet that that was probably like him looking for another husband. Like, probably. And yeah. I was young then. You were, yeah. Like a little bit of meth. <laughs> it could have gone. Your life could have gone a totally different way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you could have been yeah. on that documentary. <laughs> yeah, because he's convincing straight guys that they're gay somehow. Yeah, yeah. Tigers well, and meth. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so Tiger King, like that. Oh my God. So I watched it when it first came out. Um, we watched, I think we watched like four episodes, three or four episodes that first night, um, in the Irioki discord, we were chatting about it and stuff. And then we watched the other three or four episodes the next day. Oh my God. So good. So good. Yeah. I, I think I did the same thing. I don't remember how many I watched the first night, but I was hooked immediately. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. I think it's, I think part of it is like, it's got a little, it's like the perfect true crime story for the moment because nobody other than Carol Baskin's husband, Don, dies in the story. So it's kind of like, there's not that like dark element to it that someone actually died at the hands of a hitman or anything like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's that that a dumb criminal. Exactly. Like they're just they're so dumb and they're so out there and wild and crazy and 
just over the top. Like, and also I want to say that I've seen a lot of people posting about how I'm from this Oklahoma and it's like a picture of like the Devon tower and it's like not this Oklahoma and it's a picture of Joe exotic. Yeah. And I just want to go on record as saying that every person I've seen who posted that you are so from the Joe exotic part of Oklahoma. Like don't even lie. <laughs> like the only reason you don't have a tiger is because you can't afford it. Like that is it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'd be proud to say I'm from the Joe exotic Oklahoma. Same. Because he's, he's, uh, He's the talk of the town. He is. Of the nation. I right feel now, like, so. and also, like, we just found out today that he has been basically isolated in prison because he was exposed to COVID-19. So, um, it's, weird. We, Jay and I were just talking about this, like, before we got on here. It's kind of weird that, like, he has been what has distracted everyone from that. And, like, wh- how crazy would it be if he ended up with it, like... That's so just crazy. Like it's if he died. Yeah, if he died, that would be like that would be insane. Like it would kind of be like king. Yeah, exactly. That would be like a huge victory for the coronavirus, I think. Like that would not <laughs> not be good for us. So Joe Exotic, stay healthy. Stay healthy in jail. But anyway, I would like to say, um, something that kind of has bothered me about it is that a lot of people are like free Joe exotic. And I'm like, no, he's where he needs to be. It's just that all of these other people need to be there with him. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's kind of like, cause I mean, he, that's, he's an animal abuser, like plain and simple. And I'm sure there's all kinds of other stuff. Did you see the thing about the guy who uh, made the documentary? He did this whole Twitter thread and um, said that at one point Joe told him that he was, in the hospital fighting cancer, I believe. And, but it turned out that Joe was actually there with a very inflamed prostate infection and a bad outbreak of herpes. Did you see that? I think I remember hearing that story like back when it happened. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't remember that he had like been like, Oh no, I have cancer or whatever. So, but it does not love that sympathy. Uh, yeah, it does not at all surprise me though. Like not even a little bit. <laughs> I feel like that no. is just like trademark Joe Exotic. <laughs> but if you, if, okay, all the characters in the show, mm-hmm. we're gonna call them characters, even though they're real people. Yeah, they're, uh, they're characters. If so let's just pretend Joe Exotic's not in jail, and you had to pick one person from those people to be in jail, would you pick Joe Exotic? No, I wouldn't. Oh, man, that's a really good question. Okay, so I would either be picking Doc Antle or Jeff Lowe. Because I feel like those two guys are so predatory, just like to people and animals. I I just feel like there is stuff going on there that like maybe if I had to pick between the two of them, it would probably be Doc Antle. Like I, there, there's he something, creepy. yeah, he's creepy. Like it's something's going on. And Jeff Lowe's pretty creepy too. Like, I don't know what's going on there, but yeah. So yeah. But anyway, that's our little, uh, Tiger King update for you guys. Um, and Jay having been almost, you know, part of the documentary. <laughs> ah, so close. <laughs> he chosen differently years. in life. Yeah. So, um, so last week, I kind of got the idea for this week's episode. Um, I was a guest on Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio with uh, Lauren and Dustin. And I had a really good time. Um, and one of the things that somebody asked me about when I was on their show was Crybaby Bridges. 
And so I was like, I think I'm going to look into this because I didn't really have a very good answer for that person. Um, but anyway, uh, before we get started, I wanted to ask you guys um, if you've got a scary story of any kind, like a let's not meet or a spooky story of the paranormal variety, true crime, anything like that, urban legends, whatever, contact me with that. Um, I'm going to put more information about how to do that at the end of this episode. Um, I'm trying to put together a couple of episodes that are listener stories. So anyway, that being said, let's get on to Crybaby Bridges. So the first urban legend I was ever exposed to as a child was Crybaby Bridge. Like, did you hear about that when you were like on the playground and stuff? No, actually, I just looked it up after you you mentioned to me. I didn't really. Really? Yeah. I'm so surprised. Unless I did, but I like blocked it out. Okay, maybe maybe it scared you so bad that you blocked it out. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Reopening so, old room. Exactly. I'm sorry, Jay. I'm re-traumatizing you. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was a kid, I remember being on the playground and like um my best friend telling me about it. And I mean it was just the basic story of like a woman's child died at the bridge. Um and the baby is crying for its mother. You know, it's like a ghostly thing, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I remember being like, it made a pretty big impression on me, you know, as a child. Like, I think that's kind of around that time that you first hear about, like, the Bloody Mary thing in the mirror. And, like, yeah, cats, that one copy. Yeah, Bloody Mary, that scared me real good when I was a kid. And I also, when we would have sleepovers, we would do, like, the cat scratches and... um Sandman stuff like that like those sleepover games that are meant to like scare you like light as a feather stiff as a board that kind of stuff oh, yeah yeah all of that and so I, th- I think crybaby bridges kind of like remind me of that time in my life um but anyway so basically there are there are a few variants of what the story is so like there's three main variations so story one according to weird oklahoma by wesley treat The first story is basically that a woman was driving probably in a time before car seats and seatbelts were a thing and loses control of her car near a bridge um, over a creek or a river and she's killed in the accident and the child is thrown from the car, also fatally injured or drowns in the nearby creek or river. And some of these stories, the woman is decapitated in the accident, which is important later on. So um, a variation of that is the woman was attempting to cross the bridge when it had been raining and the water was high. So her car is swept away. And that version reminds me so much of like the Jeremiads that we read in college. Um, are you familiar with that? Like the whole Jeremiad thing in literature? Okay. So basically it's a warning tale. Like it's a tale of like, don't do this or bad stuff will happen to you. Um, and one of the most famous ones of all time is Daisy Miller which Daisy Miller is a novel where this girl, like um, she's in love and she's in Italy at the time of what I believe they called, they called it the Roman fever and it was actually malaria. And there was a big like outbreak of it in Italy. And um, in the story, she kind of like risks everything to be out at a time of day when like the malaria, like the mosquitoes, it's bad. And so she ends up getting malaria and dying because she risks it all for this guy. So it's basically like pretty much like it's the predecessor to Friday the 13th. Like don't have sex or you'll die. <laughs> like that kind of thing. <laughs> and a lot That's of times true, you should not. Yeah. You will die. Yeah. 
And a lot of times the Jeremiah ads are aimed at like young women, like don't be a loose woman, that kind of thing. So, uh, so that this kind of reminded me of that. Cause it's like, you know how they're always saying like, don't drive into water, which you should never do like, cause it floods here a lot in the spring and stuff. So keep that in mind people. Um, but one of my favorite things is how like angry David Payne gets at people who get stuck and like they show them on the news and it's almost like he's shaming them. <laughs> like, he's, he's like, I told you. Exactly. Yeah. I told y'all <laughs> don't drive into that water. <laughs> so that reminds me, that kind of reminded me of all of that. Uh, so story two, um, in this version, both parents are involved. Um, they're either picnicking, rowing, or driving near the water, and somehow the child ends up in the water and drowns. Um, and it's not clear in this version if either of the parents die, but for the story to work, I, I don't think they really have to. I think it's more about the baby. Um, and then in story three, so this the, this here is the grade A horror story version of this legend. So in this one, a girl routinely drowns her children at the river's edge because she's being raped repeatedly by her father, causing unwanted pregnancies. And rather than raise her babies in that horror, she chooses to end their lives. So that one's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, according to the legend, um, if you drive out on one of these bridges at midnight, like there's some debate about this. So it could be at midnight on any night or it has to be Friday. So I don't know, like maybe Friday at midnight. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that's about, because I don't really know anything about Fridays being significant in terms of like the paranormal other than like Friday the 13th. But I guess this yeah. could be any Friday. So like tomorrow, <laughs> but don't do that because we're not supposed to be out running around. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, you're supposed to drive out on the bridge. You kill your lights, kill your engine, roll down your windows and you sit there and reportedly you can hear the sounds of a baby crying in the distance. Um, so one thing that people say is that sometimes cars won't start back up after being turned off on the bridge. And the other things that might wow. happen is that um, you might get a glimpse of the child's mother. So if you remember, she was decapitated. So if you step out of the car, you might see a headless woman. Um, or you might just see a blue light indicating the presence of the mother looking for her children. Oh my god! Yeah, isn't that spooky? So you can see, like, yeah. I I think you can kind of see why, as a child, that was really like, that was like peak horror. That was just really, really terrifying. Um, yeah, the idea of like a baby off in the distance where it's not supposed to be crying. Yeah. Oh yeah, that part to me is the most terrifying. Oh yeah, that just gave me chills just thinking about that. Like, cause, uh, no, like <laughs> if you're outside at night and you hear something. Like, like if you were just out in your backyard at night and you heard like a baby start crying, like that would be creepy. Like that's yeah. and to be, and to imagine being like out somewhere where you're kind of like away from town where there are no people and there's this child crying and you're like, what is going on? That's yeah, it's really, really creepy. Um, so in Oklahoma, particularly, there are a multitude of these. Like, um, in the pages of that weird Oklahoma book, th these towns are mentioned. Um, so Ada, Alderson, Catoosa, Chicota, Honetubby, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Jinx, Kellyville, Kiefer, Moore, Newcastle, Pryor, Schulter, and Venita. So, like, and that's just a few because when I looked online, there are even more. And, like, you can actually see a map of Oklahoma where there's, like, everywhere where a crybaby bridge is reported to be. And it's crazy. Like, they're all over the place. Um, but it's not just exclusive to Oklahoma. So, 
Other states that have these, there's Virginia, Ohio, Kentucky, Maryland, South Carolina, Texas, and Utah. So, yeah, this it's kind of interesting. I think what's really kind of interesting about this to me is, like, I think that there are a lot of spooky stories surrounding bridges, um, which we'll get to, like, my favorite one that I found in all of this research at the end. But it's not just, like, the crybaby bridge thing. Like, there's all kinds of, like, haunted bridges and, like, bridges possessed by demons. And, like, it's something about, like, the act of passing over a body of water from one place to another that's kind of, I don't know, I think it must, like, stir up something in our, like, long, dormant, like, caveman consciousness or something. Like, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, at first I was going to say that it, it feels almost less significant because there's so many of them. But then I think, yeah, it's like bridges are where that sort of stuff would happen. It's where people commit suicide. It's where mm-hmm. you would throw a body off of there. I mean, it makes sense in that way. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't even thought I about that. Bridge again. Yeah, I don't want to drive over any bridges either. Like, now, yeah, I mean, like, it, it reminds me of... Um, I, th- I saw something one time that was about a guy who I think he was a police officer in San Francisco who had like talked multiple people off of the Golden Gate Bridge from jumping. Wow. Yeah. And like, I cannot even imagine doing that once, let alone multiple times throughout your career as a police officer like that. Because, I mean, for every person that you are able to stop, I imagine there is a person that you're not able to stop. So it's kind yeah. of yeah. So it's like it's like a feel good story in a way because it right. helps these people, but also really tragic that there's that many people that are trying to jump off a bridge. Exactly. Yeah. It's really and that I don't know if it's so much a problem anymore, but I know that for a while it was kind of a problem there. Like they had a lot of yeah, that it's going one on. Of the, it's like a a spot a lot of people would use, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like the uh, suicide forest. Which, like, this, I mean, oh, that place is, this is weird. Well, if, if there's a lot of people committing suicide in yeah. any one area, I think it's, it's going to be weird. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I mean, and, and it's kind of like, <laughs> it's so, and that whole thing is so weird that, like, um, the government has posted signs about, like, your life has meaning as you're walking into the forest. Like, that's how many people Whoa. use it. Like that's, I mean, that's like, you know, that's kind of how I like, I I knew that things were getting serious with like the coronavirus when I saw an article about how we're about to start seeing PSAs on TV. And like, I feel like seeing PSAs from the government is kind of the point at which, you know, anything is serious. And like, like PSAs about, you know, it's okay, we're going to get through this, that kind of thing. More like PSAs that are like, wash your hands and stay six feet away from people. Okay. That kind of stuff. Kind of like talking about like like suicide. No, 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 no. I was talking about the coronavirus. <laughs> but um Well, I thought you were talking about suicide because of the coronavirus. No, 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 no. I I I just meant like in relation to the Japanese government putting up those signs, it's like it must be a real problem for the government to get involved. Like for them to be like, yeah, Okay, like, please stop killing yourselves here. This is not okay. Um but anyway, yeah. yeah. So so in Kentucky there is a road called Sleepy Hollow Road, and it's between Jefferson and Oldham counties. Um, there's a bridge on the road um, that's become known as a crybaby bridge. And according to Wikipedia, 
Quote, reportedly mothers would drop their unwanted, sick, or deformed babies off the bridge to drown in the water, and their crying can still be heard there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, oh, God, it's it's really kind of, like, fascinating that this is, like, such a cultural thing. Like, um, so something interesting about this one is that apparently there are rumors of some other stuff going on around Sleepy Hollow Road. Um, according to an article from Wave 3 News in Kentucky, Sleepy Hollow Road is pretty creepy. It's got a canopy of trees that sort of give you the feeling that something is encroaching in on you as you're driving it. You know, it's kind of got that, like, the trees meeting at the top over the road, that kind of feeling. Um, and one of the legends that is associated with this area is like the classic headlight story, which I'm sure you've heard that. Like where you're driving down the road and somebody flashes their headlights behind you. And it means that like there's someone in your back seat and they're trying to alert you of it. Yeah. That whole thing. Um, there's also rumors of, a satanic sounding cult in this area, kind of like purple church type stuff um, in this sleepy hollow road area in Kentucky. And also this, this part was really interesting to me. Um, People kind of talk about it like it's a twilight zone type area because they believe there's a time portal there. People will report losing hours when they thought they'd only been there minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, that's that's cool and kind of terrifying. <laughs> that's a good stuff there. Yeah, yeah, apparently something's going on there. Something is definitely going on there. So Ohio, um, from Wikipedia, there is a road called Maud Hughes Road. It's located in Liberty Township, Butler County, Ohio. It is reputed to have been the site of many terrible accidents and suicides. So there's suicide again at the bridge. Uh, railroad tracks lie 20 feet below the bridge and at least 36 people are said to have been reported dead on or around the Maud Hughes road bridge. Um, people see things like mist, lights, ghostly figures, um, and sometimes black hooded figures and even a phantom train. Um, the legend says that a car carrying a man and woman stalled on top of the bridge. The man got out to get help while the girl stayed when the man returned, the girl was hanging on the bridge above the tracks. The man then supposedly perished with unexplained causes, which I thought that part was kind of a little weak point in the story. But um, to this day, many people have reported hearing the ghost conversations, like the man and the woman or whatever, and then a woman's scream followed by a man's scream. Um, a second story is that a woman was being chased down the road when she got to the bridge. She did not know the area and thought that there was a river underneath. So she jumped over the bridge. And when she saw the train tracks, she screamed all the way down to her death. And they say that you can still hear her screaming. So that's, yeah. And then there's another one about a woman who threw her baby off the bridge and then hanged herself afterwards. So... These are, it's kind of weird. Like, I was just thinking this. It's really weird that I think that a lot of people are introduced to the Crybaby Bridge as children. And, like, this is such a dark legend. Like, especially to be, like, to know about it as a child now that I'm thinking about it. Like, but I didn't know all the details, like, about drowning babies and stuff like that. So, I mean. Sure. I don't know. It's kind of, it's it's weird. You had the surface level story. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I just know that there's a baby crying in the forest. <laughs> like, I don't know anything else. Um, 
Uh, Texas has a few that are pretty interesting. Um, so Texas Crybaby Bridge or Spook Bridge located over Houston, Texas, runs across uh, County Road 4130 located four miles south of DeKalb, Texas. The old legend says that a woman and her triplets were rushing home late one night to prepare dinner for her husband. And that was that he, he was about to be home. And as they approached the bridge, the woman lost control of the car, causing it to ramp off the side of the old wooden bridge, killing the mother and her triplets. Um, so people say that they see these ghosts of these children and this woman. Um, locals claim that late at night, if you shut your vehicle engine off, kill your lights and honk three times, you'll be able to hear the cries of the three long dead triplets. So um, there have been. I if you went there and heard that. I would freak out. Like that would, that would really like all the, the story, like these stories do not, the stories don't scare me. Like they give me chills and stuff like that. But I think that if I actually experienced something from one of these, I would probably cry. Like I would be terrified. <laughs> I wonder if anybody goes to these places and waits for other people to show up just so they can, you know, probably cry, play a sound or that. I mean, that sounds like it might be a little bit fun. Like that, that could, you, you could really scare some people. <laughs> well, yeah, to be on that side of it, it sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one of the few places where people have actually claimed to have captured the spirits on photo on, um, in pictures. Um, some say that the disturbed spirit of the mother, they call her the clay lady due to the amount of clay under the bridge at one time. Um, some people have captured pictures of orbs, um, strange white light lingers around the area of the bridge, which unexpectedly comes out of nowhere and then is gone in the blink of an eye. The witnesses of these events range from young teenagers to elderly men and women. Um, and pretty much from what I could read on, could tell on Wikipedia, they were saying like most locals of DeKalb, Texas, uh, they know, they know about this and they probably have like a scary story of their own about it. So that would that would be pretty pretty cool if somebody from there contacted us and gave us a story. <laughs> or you go down there, yeah, yourself. Oh God! And think of their stories. Okay, yeah, that's 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 what we're doing when when uh, life returns to normal. Oh, it's not normal right now. Well, you know, like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, so then there's East Port Niches uh, Avenue in Port Niches, Texas. I'm like butchering that. I know. And I know that like Summers probably is listening to this, like laughing at me because she always laughs at how I pronounce things that are not in English. <laughs> but um, so there's it's called Sarah Jane Bridge there. Um, it's said to be the bridge from which a baby of the same name was thrown into the alligator infested water by a man who had murdered the child's mother. It's said that Sarah Jane can be heard crying from the water when one stands on the bridge on hot summer nights. The child's mother, a headless ghost, wandering the woods nearby, can also be heard whispering Sarah Jane as she searches the forest with a lantern. Um, so the only problem with all of this is that the legendary Sarah Jane in this is Sarah Jane Block. Like, that's who this bridge was named after. Um, she lost no children and lived to the age of 99. So that's, you know, a little hole in that one. But still fun, nonetheless. Small, small hole. Small hole. Like, small. Just <laughs> tiny. There are lots of Sarah Janes, okay? Like, you know. That's, well, that's true. Yeah. So it could have been a different and one. You plugged up that hole. Yeah. 
could have been a different one. Somebody, she could have so- stolen someone's identity, something like that, you know? Um, now, like, that's a bit of a stretch, but I'll go with it. Okay. Yeah. We're going to go with that. <laughs> so back to Oklahoma, because this is Irioki. So um, one of the most famous ones here is the one in, like, near Moore. It's off of 134th near Sooner Road. Um, according to Wikipedia. And the story on this one is very by the book of the legend. Um, It's basically a mother and her child driving late at night a long, long time ago. Uh, She lost control of the car and she was fatally injured. um, And the baby was also, and the crash took them into the river. Um, According to the legend, the woman and her child weren't found for a couple of days. And apparently police were patrolling that area and discovered them. Um, and they say that that is why the bridge was closed permanently. So that's our very Ooh, own one. I, from, I know that area. Yeah. Yeah. I know that area too. That's where I was the night that um, those kids came out of the woods and I thought I was witnessing a drug deal and I thought I was about to die, but I wasn't. They were Wait, actually just, was that? Uh, this was like back in, I want to say like March or April of last year. Um, Johnetta okay. and I went out, to, we went out, we drove past where the purple church is and then we drove past kitchen, kitchen lake and we drove, um, and then we, when we left kitchen lake, we just went down that road that leads you to that area of 134th and, um, air depot, kind of that part of more. And, um, like we saw these two cars that were parked side by side and, you know, they were kind of parked like where they were one was pointing one direction and the other was pointing the other, almost like they wanted to make like a quick getaway, you know, like kind of the way that like cops pull up to each other. So they're doing that. And then there's a guy like outside the car. And so I'm thinking, Oh my God, we just stumbled onto like a drug deal and we're going to get shot. And as we like inched forward, cause we didn't really know what to do. Um, the guy like hollered at the woods. And then like this group of teenagers came pouring out of the woods And I guess they had been in there like looking for the crybaby bridge because they all just like hopped in the cars and left. And we just like drove past them. And it was kind of it was kind of funny because I think they were relieved that we were not police officers and we were relieved that they were not drug dealers. (laughs) So it was kind of win win. Hey, but if you go look for something like that, you um, it's almost a good thing if you get scared at least once. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. We definitely got our money's worth. That was that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another bridge that's kind of in the same area. Um, do you know where 149th and Douglas is? Maybe. I'd have to look at map real quick. It'd be like probably. 19th Street out east um, of town. And basically there's like this little church and then there's this big... Um, beat up old bridge next to it and it's a real creepy looking bridge um so apparently that's like a bridge that people say stuff happens at um and i've driven across it in the daylight and it's creepy like i can't imagine how much creepier it would be at night uh and according to the stories about this bridge people have seen strange moving objects when they're late at night um and then there is that you know the little metal bridge by route 66 on lake overholzer Okay, so apparently that is also a bridge where people see stuff. Um, they claim, yeah. yeah, yeah, they claim to see a woman in white walking with a baby. They see her on the bridge or on the side. Um, people walking the bridge claim to have seen her and felt her presence as well as heard cries of the baby. 
So that's kind of spooky. Um, How many of these do you think people make up, though? Because they know that this. Oh is yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. So okay, so that is a whole thing too. Like there are several bridges, I think, in Virginia, where the only like they can only trace back the stories to 1999, and they originated on the internet. So a lot of it is fake lore. Like a lot of it is um, kind of it kind of blurs the line between like urban legend and folklore, like, and some of it is fake lore. Like it's definitely made up by people, that kind of thing. It's sort of disappointing. It is disappointing. So, okay. So now we're going to talk about the scariest bridge story that I found. So this is not in Oklahoma. Um, This is the bunny man bridge in Fairfax County, Virginia. Okay. Okay. That name alone like the bunny yeah, man. Yeah, bunny, bunny man. Is yeah, <laughs> yeah, the bunny man. <laughs> I already have it in it. Right. Okay. So um, basically, like, if you look up pictures of it on the internet, which I encourage you to, because it's very kind of creepy. Um, it's just this little tunnel that like runs under some railroad tracks, um, and the legend goes that if you go to the bridge and repeat "bunny man" three times, like Bloody Mary, the bunny man will appear. Just so he can kill you and hang your limp corpse from the bridge. <laughs> Actually, while you were saying that, I looked up these pictures and I'm thinking I'm never going there. Right? It, right? Never. Okay, so apparently it's like a popular place for like teenagers to go park. And I'm like, y'all are crazy. <laughs> like, no. <Yeah. laughs> no. Nobody's parking there. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not at night. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, forget the bunny man. Like, there could be a real man in there, like, ready to kill you. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a place someone would hang out waiting for other people. To kill. To, to, to kill them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it totally does. Totally does. So, in this legend, so, like, there's a couple variations of it. One of them is that the bunny man was a, he was, like, convicted of murder um, and put in an, an insane asylum. And the murder he was convicted of was like, he was avenging, I think, um, his wife and children being murdered. Um, and he may not have been convicted. He may have just gone like crazy and they put him in the insane asylum. Um, so supposedly, supposedly he broke out and wanted to avenge their deaths. And so he like lived in the forest and like ate rabbits and started to wear their skin. And then just like started killing people. <laughs> so it's pretty yeah yeah yeah, right like this is this is so extreme i love it so much like in some of the stories he throws axes or chainsaws at people who park by the bridge so yet again we're we're dealing go ahead what i'll just say what's interesting about that is like it, it feels very realistic that sort of thing could happen like if you had if your family was murdered and then mm-hmm. you went off the deep end and you you just kept getting worse Murder. and worse and, yeah yeah and then you really are just out the forest like killing bunnies and wearing and them yeah and then killing yeah. people and like how long is it until you're wearing them too <laughs> yeah exactly but it's like yeah that's it's pretty creepy like um so there were two events surrounding the reports of a man in a rabbit suit harassing people. Um, this is one of my favorite things that happens in a lot of urban legends is like that place where uh, fact kind of 
overlaps with fiction. So there were actually two incidents that people reported seeing a man in a rabbit costume, like terrorizing them. Um, So according to Wikipedia, the first incident was reported the evening of October 19th, 1970 by U.S. Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiancee who were visiting relatives on Guinea Road in Burke. Around midnight while returning from a football game, they reportedly parked their car in a field on Guinea Road to visit an uncle who lived across the street from where the car was parked. As they sat in the front seat with the motor running, they noticed something moving outside the rear window. Moments later, the front passenger window was smashed, and there was a white-clad figure standing near the broken window. Bennett turned the car around while the man screamed at them about trespassing, including, you're on private property and I have your tag number. As they drove down the road, the couple discovered a hatchet on the car floor. Whoa. Yeah. So when the police requested a description of the man, Bennett insisted he was wearing a white suit with long bunny ears. However, Bennett's fiance contested their assailant did not have bunny ears on his head, but was wearing a white uh, caparote. I don't know what that is of some sort. They both remembered seeing his face clearly, but in the darkness, they could not determine his race. The police returned the hatchet to Bennett after examination. Bennett was required to report the incident upon his return to the Air Force Academy. So then there was a second sighting. So the second reported sighting occurred on the evening of October 29th, 1970, when construction security guard Paul Phillips approached a man standing on the porch of an unfinished home in Kings Park West on Guinea Road. Phillips said the man was wearing a gray, black and white bunny costume and was about 20 years old, five foot eight, weighed about 175 pounds. The man began chopping at a porch post with a long-handled axe saying, you are trespassing. If you come any closer, I'll chop off your head. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that's Dude. so... It, it's kind of like... it's. It reminds me of, like, when the clown hysteria was going on. But this is a little bit oh, scarier. Yeah. yeah. So... Seen, like, clown prank videos. Yeah. Or... I'm like, don't, that is, I would, it's so dumb. Yeah, don't do it. Someone's going to shoot you. Yeah, someone's going to shoot you. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently the Washington Post actually reported that the bunny man had eaten a man's runaway cat. The Washington Post reported that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So like, oh God, what I would not give for that to be the main headline popping up on my phone right now. Like, what I would not give. It could happen. Yeah. Like, that would be so much better than the headlines that do pop up on it these days. But, um... That's true. Yeah. So, apparently, there are several, like, there were several articles written about this in in that period of time, like, October, November of 1970. Um, Some of the titles include Man in Bunny Costume Sought in Fairfax, uh, The Rabbit Reappears, Bunny man scene. Bunny reports are multiplying. <laughs> well, this is like, like a real thing. Like people were seeing this a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of why it reminds me of like the clown thing. And I kind of wonder if like this guy that was in the you know suit, if maybe he was just like so tired of people trespassing. Yeah, like it started as innocent in a way because mm-hmm. he wasn't going to actually hurt anybody but right wanted to scare some people exactly yeah he's like what is the creepiest thing i can do dress up like a 
human-sized rabbit and wield an axe. That sounds pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so why is it? Why is the bunny so creepy? I don't know. I guess it's in human form. I think so, and I think um, like when I went to this one haunted house uh, back in October, um, one of the scariest portions of the trail was this part where you came around a corner and there was like a rabbit with a chainsaw waiting on you. And he was terrifying. Like it look, look this up right now. Okay. Look up, um, okay. Rabbit costume, Peter rotten tail. Peter rotten tail. Yes. Yes. Look it up. It's like a $550 Halloween costume. Oh man. Yeah. I'm there. If this guy was the chainsaw, <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah. He's like, okay, so there was one guy like in that costume and then there was another guy waiting just down like the trail a little, a little bit in the same costume with another chainsaw. Oh my God. So it's like just which, as, uh, I'm going to look it up. Cause was it? Peter Rotten Tail. Hang on. Do what? Which haunted house was it or trail? Which, uh, Oh in my Oklahoma? gosh. Yes, it was in Oklahoma. Um, it was the one that was out on Morgan Road. Oh my God, what was it called? It was the best haunted attraction I went to all season last year. Is it where you go out into the forest? Yes. Okay, I've heard of it. Never done it though. So we stood in line for two hours, like two solid wow. hours standing in line. And then once we got in, I swear that trail lasted at least 30 minutes. <laughs> like it was crazy. Like, I mean, it was long and it was well thought out and it was well planned and like well done and executed and everything. And they, I mean, they have got it down to an art. It was amazing. I will definitely be going back this year. I think those things are so scary because even though you know it's fake, there's always that what if. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What if somebody is out here just looking to murder somebody? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I always think about that, especially when I'm on a haunted trail. Like, I'm like, because somebody could just, you know, like sneak up and. Yeah. Be out in the open. Yeah. Like, I, I've actually thought about writing a story about that because that's like basically all I write about is the things I have anxiety about. <laughs> and that's one of the yeah. things. So, yeah. I love that. Oh, my God. I should write that. Okay. Because when I go to haunted houses, I have to like constantly remind myself, this is, it's fine. There's probably not any murders. Anymore. There's probably not any murders here. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't murdered anyone yet. <laughs> yeah. You'll probably get out alive. Probably. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, one more bridge that you guys should check out, like while you're quarantined at home, go watch BuzzFeed Unexplained or BuzzFeed Unsolved. I can't remember which one it is. Um, but there's an episode that they do about the Goatman bridge and that's like a demon possessed bridge. And that episode is super fun. Like that show is just super fun anyway, but that's, that's a good episode. Cool. I'm definitely going to look that one up. Yeah, you should. So thank you for being here, Jay. I really appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. Um, so is there anything you want to plug anything you want to talk about? Like with miscellaneous important stuff or anything like that? Um, I guess just miscellaneous support stuff. If anybody wants to hear me have conversations with friends, then um, check out my podcast on YouTube and everywhere else you can listen to podcasts. And that's just called miscellaneous important stuff. 
been doing it for, uh, what is it, a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And so, you, uh, you're looking for guests right now, aren't you? Yeah, I put out, um, I don't want to call it an ad, but uh, I posted about, um, you know, having anybody on the show, anybody out there that um, is maybe having a hard time with this isolation, this quarantine, um, you know, and want somebody to talk to, or you just want to be on a podcast, or um, whatever the reason. I am I'm doing phone calls and talking to different people, friends, family, and strangers over the next couple of weeks. So That's you're awesome. on my Facebook page. The information's on there, or you can go to my website at misdimportantstuff.com slash talk to me. You can fill out a form, and then I will get in contact with you about uh, setting up a time to talk. That so, sounds awesome. You guys should do yeah, it. I, it. It's good for me, too. I like mm-hmm. talking to different people, so I would love to talk to some strangers. Yeah. It can be fun. It can be fun. A little scary, but fun. Yeah, but, you know, if you fight through fear you grow that's true uh, yeah all that something like that <laughs> all that jazz <laughs> yeah yeah right here anyway i don't know if it's true yeah i think it is i think it's probably true um i hope so so i just wanted to thank you guys who are out there buying my books like it makes my day it makes me so happy um i always get excited when i see that and i'm so glad that so many of you snagged those free copies uh for some quarantine entertainment I've got another one coming out on April 13th. So look out for that. It's called The Way It Ends and it's about a cult. So that'll be fun. Um, and thank you to the Patreon supporters and the people who are supporting the podcast on Anchor. Um, I'm doing flash fiction every week for $1 for the whole month on Patreon. Basically, it's a way for you to support the podcast and still get something for it. Um, and follow us on Instagram at Irioki and Facebook is the same. Join the Facebook group. And if you want to help me out with your spooky stories, email them to me for me to read myself or record yourself telling it for me to air. Um, I can also disguise your voice if you need that. Um, Just send either the text or the recording to iriokipodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, So that's all. You got anything else, Jay? I don't think so. Thanks so much for having me on the show. This was a lot of fun. Of course. I'm glad. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. Stay safe and stay spooky.